This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. The secular world is getting more obvious about its opposition to the Catholic faith. This has become more and more clear in recent months. But a few stories in the past few days have really coalesced to paint a picture of what the external enemies of the Catholic Church think of faithful Catholics. And not just Catholics in a broad sense, but traditional Catholics. Things are wrapping up in the larger war we're seeing against anything identifiably Catholic in the world. With news coming out of Nicaragua that is dire for the faithful of that country, and news in the U.S. of open hatred of the classical ways of Catholics talking about the rosary. Be ready for things to get worse as time goes on. Let's talk about all of those stories now. But first, I wanted to thank the patrons and channel members for their continued support of Return to Tradition and the work I do here on YouTube and on my podcasts, especially in these trying times. Their support is greatly appreciated. For as little as like a dollar a month, they get early access to weekend videos, the occasional exclusive video or article, and in general, they keep these messages coming and, you know, I, they make my work possible and make it possible for me to drop what I'm doing to cover breaking news stories. There are links to Patreon, Subscribestar, the tip jar, and the join button are all below if you want to help out. Thanks and on to the story about the open war being waged on the faith by the secular powers of the world and how, at least for now, the church leadership just isn't responding in any real way. I think a perfect symbolism of the neglect of the faithful comes from the story from the National Catholic Register that is related, if you understand broader messages here. Headline, Spanish shrine where Our Lady of Fatima appeared to Sister Lucia is falling into ruin. This is the shrine in Spain, not Portugal, where Sister Lucia was a nun and received visits by Our Lord and Our Lady in the 1920s and 30s after the apparitions at Fatima, Portugal. And it's falling into ruin out of neglect and mismanagement. I'm sure the bishops of Spain and the Vatican of other more pressing things to spend their time worrying about than preserving historic sites important to the Fatima message. Remember, they're trying to bury the Fatima message. But that neglect is rather symbolically appropriate for the battle being waged by the world on the church and on the faithful at this time and on the faith itself, all in the aftermath of Francis's big deceptive apology tour in Canada. The Atlantic is no small publication. It is one of the thought-leading magazines online for the secular movement, and it is taken extremely seriously by progressive thinkers. So when they run a story telling us that the rosary has become a symbol of extreme and dangerous ideas, it's worth paying attention to. It's a warning, if anything. They object to our use of terms like spiritual warfare and the rosary being described as a battle or a weapon in that battle. And they even have the gall to compare the rosary to military-style objects used by bad guys who do horrible things, like in Texas a couple of months ago. They're sinking pretty low here, but that's to be expected. They went to various traditional Catholics' individual Facebook and Instagram accounts and posts to find examples of memes of knights using rosaries and holding long swords. as examples of this problematic thinking. Then they went to the most annoying Francis fan in the church, Massimo Fascioli. 
that what you're going to see here represents the next stage of the war against traditional Catholicism. As every mainstream label you can imagine that the revolutionary forces in the church use against everyday Americans are used here to describe traditional Catholics. After hitting traditional Catholics for being Catholic in this way, they walk the language back just a tad to remind people that this is entirely a Catholic way of looking at the rosary, because of course they have to. But they, the author here appears to object to traditionalists using the rosary in this way in, as the church militant, because remember, traditional Catholicism is just an ideology to Francis. From the article, quote, the rosary in the hands of trads is anything but holy. But for millions of believers, the beads which provide an aid memoir for a sequence of devotional prayers are a widely recognized symbol of Catholicism and a source of strength, and many take genuine sustenance from Catholic theology's concept of the church militant and the tradition of regarding the rosary as a weapon against Satan. As Pope Francis said in the 2020 address, there is no path to holiness without spiritual combat. And Francis is only one of many church officials who have endorsed the idea of the rosary. As an armament in that fight, in mainstream Catholicism, the rosary as weapon is not an intrinsically harmful interpretation of the sacramental. And this symbolism has a long history. In the 1930s and 40s, the ultramontane Catholic student publication, Jeunesse Etudiante, Catholique, regularly used the concept to rally the faithful. But the modern radical traditionalist Catholic movement, I love when they call us radical traditionalists, which generally rejects the Second Vatican Council reforms, is far outside the majority opinion in the Roman Catholic Church in America. End quote. And there you have it. That's what it's about. You know it's kind of odd when they're the ones respond talking about Vatican II. They then go on to lump us in with every imaginable evil in the world today. Every movement from history, including some vague references to that political party from Germany in the 1930s and the people they especially disliked. That piece is now making the rounds right now in the trad world, and for good reason. It's a declaration against the traditional Catholic movement by the secular world. Make no mistake here, this is the secular world we're talking about. We are even described as heretical for holding to the same teaching the church always taught about other forms of Christianity. Namely, that they are born of heresy and are errors that lead souls to perdition. The church always used to teach that, and traditional Catholics uphold it. This article hits all the highlights you might expect at that point. It hits all the secular talking points about non-Catholic things and links it to us. But unfortunately, what we're seeing here isn't limited to the United States. Nicaragua has been in the news lately, as the secular rulers of the country just had a series of Catholic radio stations shut down, church buildings shuttered priests taken into custody, and all being capped off with their country's would-be Caesar giving a speech on the topic of Nicaragua, leaving what he calls superstition behind. This is real stuff, folks. Secular persecution is nothing new in Catholic South and Central America. But it has now returned in force in Nicaragua again. Except for this time, Rome has remained largely silent, not really taking the steps needed to object to this. Francis asked for prayers for Nicaragua and a call for dialogue. That was really about it. Really, calling for dialogue with the servants of Satan is pretty telling, honestly. <sighs> Headline from Vatican News. Holy See expresses concern over Nicaragua. Calls for dialogue. 
the Holy See's permanent observer to the Organization of American States, expresses concern over the social and political situation in Nicaragua, calling for dialogue that serves the common good. Word salad, buzzwords. In fact, that's a whole lot of Vatican II buzzwords all placed in one place. It actually gets worse from there. You know, this was not a, this address wasn't given by Francis, but I almost think Francis wrote these words himself and gave the address to the cleric who delivered it. The address drips with all the most annoying secular things he has to say. Quote, Speaking on Thursday at the special session of the OAS Permanent Council, focusing on the situation in Nicaragua, Monsignor Juan Antonio Cruz Serrano, the Holy See's permanent observer, noted in a statement that the Holy See cannot fail to express its concern in this regard, while assuring those who are committed to dialogue as an indispensable instrument of democracy and a guarantor of a more humane and fraternal civilization. <laughs> Sorry, that it always wishes to collaborate with. He added that the Holy See appeals to the parties to find ways of understanding based on respect and mutual trust seeking above all the common good and peace, end quote. To have mutual respect, you got to have respect on both sides, and the secular authorities there don't respect the church. The Catholic Church calling itself an indispensable instrument of democracy here would have Pope Pius X or any of the Reformation and Enlightenment popes that preceded him rolling in their graves. Look, to give you an idea of how bad this is, even America Magazine had better things to say about the situation in Nicaragua than what we're seeing from Rome. And that's really sad, too, by the way. At issue here is that the bishop and numerous priests have been critical of the hammer and sickle government of that country. It's a government of the same people who were ruining that country back in the 70s. And they're now back in power. And is all the church spoke out against their evil actions taken against the population. From the article on the subject, quote, again, America Magazine, Nicaraguan Bishop Rolando Jose Alvarez offered a message of love to the world. August 7th, even as he continued to be detained by police inside a church building in Matagalpa, we have to respond to hate with love, despair with hope, and fear with strength and courage given to us by the glorious and resurrected Christ, the 55-year-old prelate said in a video posted on various social media platforms. The bishop, along with a group of priests and white Catholics, has been prevented from leaving the building since August 7th, or rather August 4th. A few days before his detention, several Catholic radio stations under the auspices of the Diocese of Matagalpa were shuttered by the government. After Bishop Alvarez publicly objected to the closing of the radio stations, he soon after found the entrance to the local curia blocked by police, though he was not charged with a crime. End quote. Of course, in those countries, you don't have to be charged with a crime to have the state come down on you. And I suspect that you're going to see more of this kind of thing spread across South America and to other Catholic countries and into the United States even. And for the simple reason that many opponents of the church are now organizing in, the, in America to get the church to lose its tax-exempt status over the recent court decision in late June that caused the servants of Moloch to go absolutely apoplectic. As a consequence of this, we're seeing stories about Priests who engage in the evil deeds Ted McCarrick was most notorious for, that he suddenly you know, helped make more famous in recent years, being spoken about again. Think Boston 2003, those things. 
And these are not new examples of this problem, mind you, but rather the work that many of the more wicked bishops did at that time to hide the problem. These stories are coming back into the news suddenly, and one has to wonder what the reason is. It's really pretty simple. The church, more broadly, is being cast into this negative light. Francis is being cast as the great savior and reformer of the faith, and a new vestige of the true faith is being labeled as extreme and as something that is dangerous to be suppressed, with examples of these kinds of bishops being used as evidence against the traditional movement. Think about that. We're not talking about traditional priests who are guilty of these things for the most part. Real action is being taken against those clerics who actually say Catholic things, knowing that they may pay a high personal price for their words. You should expect much more of this in the coming months, especially as things ramp up in America towards the uh, big event coming in November. Just be ready, folks. This is coming. But I'm curious what you think about all this. Is the shrine where Sister Lucia was visited by Our Lady of Fatima falling into ruin out of neglect a good symbolic metaphor for the state of the church in our time, especially in light of all these stories? Are you surprised that Rome hasn't responded forcefully to what's happening in Nicaragua? Are you surprised by the sudden war being waged against the Holy Rosary? Let me know what you think of this in the comments, please. Let me know if you think that the demons are more active now in our time than ever before. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.